1: Oh, cheers and welcome, welcome to the Scrum of the Earth podcast, the weekly show that brings you news, reviews, great interviews, and so much more all about the world of rugby. As always, I'm your host. My name is David Lawrence. I'm an American rugby fan who follows the game wherever I can find it all over the globe. If you'd like to get in touch, I would love to hear from you. I'm on Twitter at of Scrum. I'm on Instagram at the Scrum of the Earth podcast. And you can always just drop me an email at the Scrum of the Earth at gmail.com. Well, as you have no doubt surmised by now, this is not your regular weekly episode but as promised is a special bonus episode where where we're going to look back on the grand final in the united rugby championship and then do a bit of a recap of all that has been over the last 255 days of competition joining me once again are perhaps the two greatest friends of the pod and maybe even of myself we've got the inimitable john anderson and the indubitable craig manson both of the scottish rugby podcast john as always Lovely to see you today. How is every little thing for you and yours? Yes, uh, believe it or not, in
0: Scotland today, the sun is shining. It is glorious. Uh, no, nope, am... we don't believe you. We don't. Honest, honestly, there's picture evidence. There's like... There's like blue skies just out there. I promise. It's absolutely <laughs> lush here today. It's true. It's I sunny- do wonder if
1: Craig needs sunglasses for this part of this time. Actually. I know, this yeah. Time- <laughs> he's, he's
0: like he genuinely, like, I reckon Craig would look like Tom Cruise if he put his sunglasses on just now.
1: Q. <laughs> dun 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 dun, dun, dun. Craig equally lovely to see your smiling and squinting face it, it's like chip chicken soup for my soul how the heck
2: are you my friend <laughs> well I've got my long woolly socks on and I'm in my shirt and my pants and I'm ready to slide across the room <laughs> floor uh, save, it for for the save it for the just only fans man save it for the only <laughs>
0: Craig, my my
2: <laughs> I am uh hunky dory as John says it's beautiful sunshine at the moment in Scotland and uh uh taps off weather definitely and um we're uh it's about uh well, I can't convert it to Fahrenheit for uh, for uh, those of you across the pond, but it's it's been twenty degrees centigrade here, so uh, we're quite. Um, it's definitely tapped. It's easy. You
1: you double it and add thirty. So twenty for you is about seventy for us here. Yeah, well, sixty-eight.
2: There oh, well, yeah, yes, There we go. John, nice. John's John has done what he's going to be doing all night tonight, and that is try to prove things using statistics. I thought you were going to say Googling stuff. well. Oh, I was working. good. <laughs> 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 to this sake.
1: So for listeners who don't know, we're actually very, very lucky, very lucky to get both of these charming fellows back on the show today because both of them have been incredibly busy. For anyone who doesn't know, John is only just now back from a whirlwind tour through Scandinavia playing the bongos for his Hanson tribute band. Of course, it's not a tribute to the boy band Hansen, R.I.P., um, but is in fact a tribute to the, to Steve Hansen. So they managed to cover all of his greatest hits, classics like I Know People Will Be Offended by This. And of course, his greatest hit, I Like Insane Homophobes Who Were Good like 10 years ago. John, <laughs> how are the calluses healing up and how are the crowds in Stockholm this year? <laughs> <laughs> That's a belter, a
0: belter, Um Yeah, it's. Um... Yeah, I don't think I'm on Steve Hansen's Christmas card list this year. <laughs> um, I, I I feel like I may. I don't know. I just feel there's maybe something between us. Um, there's maybe just a difference of opinion, perhaps regarding you know end of season pointless friendlies and raging homophobes. I don't know. Just just a thing.
1: It's all about the music for you, though.
0: Exactly, mate. It's all about like these these hands. These are magic.
1: Of course, Craig has been even busier. Craig only this morning got back from completing his greatest ever public artwork, his 18-foot-tall macaroni statue of his idol, Peter O'Mahony, which he erected outside the Radisson Blue Hotel and Spa in Limerick. Craig, that must have been a tough 72 hours. Were you worried
2: it wasn't going to be completed on schedule? Well, I was concerned because it fell over and took one of my legs out of me uh, at one point. (laughs) But that was by Um, design it was it just seemed to have a life a a, a slight evil side in it that, that <laughs> and then and then i found it you know in the in amongst the uh, the garden and the weeds and it was it was just sitting there pretty looking angelic for a little while but was uh, was it, was it
0: stroking it, cats though
2: it was it was stroking cats it was it was it was attending the flower beds and then when i put it back up on its plinth it fell on a child <laughs> <laughs> wow that sounds like a perfectly executed public artwork it,
1: it's a perfectly
2: perfect public artwork and it's also a perfect peter Romani, <laughs> allegedly allegedly
1: allegedly oh, yeah. well the obvious question all your fans are asking right now is now that all these side projects are complete will you both be back to writing your erotic fan fiction about jack dempsey and blair kinghorn you know Obviously, my favorite one is the one where they meet by pure accident at a lonely train station on somehow a die, uh, dusty yet dry day and a somehow a rainy day at the same time outside Canberra, and of course one thing leads to another. I mean, I don't want to give it away.
0: <laughs> I I, th- I think I'll take this one. Yes, I mean, I've been known to have a, a flair with words occasionally, and. Uh,
2: <laughs> a flare with words it's more of a more of a stream of consciousness is it not <laughs> i
0: i talk to think and you know that <laughs> 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 uh, yeah so i i'm really excited about the scotland's camp now you know they've got a couple of weeks off they'll go into camp we're going to see dempo with a the cap on backwards just being utterly beautiful and then blair will rock up i don't know if he's going to go facial hair i really hope he does mm. i really hope he goes massive tash you know so like like some sort of guru from from years gone by and just turns up at camp wears the 15 shirt and and, and you know maybe maybe having him, him and dempsey just you know they start to talk they get on a wee bit there might even be a song about it who knows
1: <laughs> you keep promising these songs, so I'm
0: working on it. I'm working on it.
1: Bringing us back to reality, we all know you'll never write an installment that good again. So we can probably forget about it. So, <laughs> <laughs> rather than belaboring your multitudinous side projects, perhaps we should get to the real purpose of the show this evening.
0: <laughs> I mean, it's a, it's a it's slightly sensible, I suppose.
1: Actually, before we do, quick side note on. I think it's your most recent, maybe second most recent pod. Johnny McGinty said, hey, did you notice that I got 50% of the Champions Cup semifinalists right on the Scrum of the Earth? And John, your answer was, I can't say I did notice, Johnny. So, <laughs> thanks, thanks for being such an avid listener. That's great.
0: <laughs> I, I think you'll find that was more a slight on McGinty than your podcast. My no,
1: no, no, John, you've made it clear that you'd rather listen to the
2: bird, <laughs> the birds outside of Craig's window than listen to my show. So, well done. I get it.
0: Those birds were bloody annoying, and you know it.
2: They're out tonight. They're out tonight as well. I've got my budgies outside as well. Squawking just off
0: budgies. Up. Craig's got. He's like bloody Snow White there. He's squawking birds outside his house.
1: I I saw squawking budgies in 2012. Uh, They played at Nassau Coliseum, (laughs) opening up for Hootie and the Blowfish. Well, you know,
2: Uh, I may have squawking budgies outside, but I've also got (laughs) got squirrels gathering my nuts as we speak.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I'm going to grab that steering wheel and pull it back hard this way. Uh, (laughs) Obviously, we're here to talk about one thing, and one thing only, and that is, of course the curry cup. Greg, how disappointed are you with your beloved Griffins this year?
2: I've got nothing to say on that subject. Whatsoever. <laughs> okay,
1: I, I have to stop this. I actually started writing like 12 more non sequiturs and I realized that we might finish this pod and I never would have actually talked about anything. <laughs> so
2: <laughs> I can always count on you David to absolutely and utterly leave me in a complete hole of despair at one of your questions. <laughs> every time every See, time if i got just paid like, by the
1: number of times people said that about me oh,
0: yeah. <laughs> you had a whole world of curry joke available to you there craig and you didn't take any of it
2: Not, you could have uh, went, went
1: anywhere
0: with that
2: i tell you all i had was barney at the simpsons in a swimsuit in my head going da-da, 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 da-da. <laughs> that was it i was completely gone
1: Oh, you guys would love this as Simpsons fans. Uh, in Super Rugby this weekend, there, so there's the Australian player, Corey Toole is his name. And he's, he's a seven star and he's now playing 15s, I think for the first time in Super Rugby. He's amazing. He's got twice as much pace as anyone else. And so he, he did another miraculous move and the comms were like, we're all dialing into the Corey hotline. And I was like, <laughs> <"Huh>? whoa, <What? What? laughs> <Yes." Love it. laughs> Okay. The final, the URC final, it was this weekend. Did you guys know that?
0: It, it, it crept up on my socials occasionally. Um, but it, it, uh, actually, it wasn't that well publicised.
2: <laughs> John, John lost interest John about three weeks ago, something like that.
1: How well, yeah,
2: Well, you know,
1: I
0: mean, it must have been really hard for you because you've been out of practice for about a month. I've, I've, I've been getting,
2: getting I've been, I've been looking forward to it because it's the only rugby I've been able to watch for the last few. Months. <laughs> 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 this, this is what we call the knockouts,
0: Craig. Now, I know this is a novel concept. No, oh.
2: believe me, we've been, we've been knocked out many a time. <laughs> 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 we've got, we got all the way to the final and got knocked out. So yeah.
1: so to toot my own horn it it, it did go exactly the way i predicted munster scoring late to secure to secure a narrow victory not that i was particularly happy about it um john so on whatsapp this week when we were making our predictions you said stormers all day what do you think went wrong for them because obviously munster are new champions um
0: i don't i don't know if anything went wrong for the stormers i think Monster came out. Munster played an amazing game. To be fair to them, and that absolutely pains me to my my black soul to say that. They, they defended really really well. They I I thought Munster had blown it actually because you know they had they had the majority of the play in the first half. They didn't mm-hmm. really convert the chances that they had. And I thought there is no way the South Africans don't react to this. The Stormers are going to second half; they're going to blow them away here. But Munster, to their credit, they held in the the they the kept faith with it. And actually, um, this maybe you know, obviously being a Scottish person, um, Ben Healy, Ben wait, wait, Healy wait. coming on made a huge difference. I thought Ben Healy yes. when he came on, he really, really made a huge difference to the way Munster were playing. Uh, I really like what. I saw from them at the weekend, so I, 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 think Munster deserving of the of the title. Um, I don't think Stormers done anything. I don't think Stormers were excellent, but I don't think mm. they were that bad either. It was, it was a bit
1: rubbish, really, wasn't it? Well, Craig, you agreed with me that Munster were going to end up winning. You and I were wicked smart, right?
2: Yeah, wicked smart.
1: Wicked, so, wicked I, smart. I, hey there you are hey you just moved in so i I just felt like munster that or we're on a huge run the dismal beginning to this season was just nothing more than a learning curve for them they just ramped up and ramped up they were well ripe when it came to this stormers to me i've been saying they can't repeat for like weeks now on my own show uh they've just been sloppy and disorganized craig what made you lean towards munster
2: um i think uh I think that, for me it was the the shutdown of Glasgow, and I'm not saying mm. this just be, just because of John. I'm I'm really not. But I couldn't even wait. know even though I'm quite you know. Woo-hoo. No, uh, I, I, I take the I take the Hamish Watson uh, style of um, style of. I really like Glasgow people, and I like Glasgow people who support Glasgow. But I hope they get beat. No, that's absolutely not. I wouldn't say that. <laughs> um, what what are what. Glasgow are alive wire, they've got some, some f- phenomenal, they've been phenomenal this, this year, and they're this season, I should say. And and one of those players was Vailanu. Um, and if you if for anyone who isn't, um the, their this their, their mall was destructive as well. Uh, and that's why Johnny McGinty got gets all misty-eyed at um Johnny Matthews and starts calling him the best. The best Scottish hooker and the, one of the best hookers in the world, and all this, that, and the other, just because he scored five tries off a rolling mall. Well, no, sorry, four tries off the of the rolling mall, and then one uh, one running away with Alan Dale. Um, but um, for me, the minute the the that Munster managed to quell the the rolling mall from Glasgow and also put make Vilano just Vilano just. Look inconsequential for the seat for the for that game, um. You knew that they had something special going on, um. Mm. And 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 considering the fact that on this very podcast, um, right at the beginning of the season, um, I said that Munster would maybe surprise us all by having an absolutely horrific, um, uh, URC, and then go and show exactly how well in. How much knowledge of rugby I have by winning the ball <laughs> thing? They were clearly um, listening. You were, were looking so listening. good at
0: the start, though. You were looking so good. Like I was nervous because you would called it, and then they went Nerv- bloody good. I know, that
2: and, that, and, and that, but the <coughs> thing is, the thing, the thing about Munster, and, and this is where, this is where I'm not sure. Sh- I'm, I'm not sure. I'm re- yeah, I'm going to see it. This could be the resurgence of Munster now because obviously mm. you, you've got Jack and your Bauer coming in to, um, to to take over at Leinster and and Leinster this is going to I think losing Lancaster the the Lancaster Cullaneers have been fantastic for Leinster yeah. but you're actually going to find them so I think Munster are really you think this crunchy. is a downgrade for Leinster really? I, 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 yes, I do. I've never really. I've never. Uh, he's always. Uh, you know, if you if you. Okay, maybe, you're probably going to talk about it further down the line, but um, uh, Neibauer is always as good as Razzie, Razzie, Razzie and Neibauer are oh. always the ones together. I'd, I, it's going to be an interesting one. I'm, I'm worried that it's not going to be the, the 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 mix that you really that's really going to do something for Leinster. But then again, I did say that Munster were going to be rubbish this season, so um, you know what <laughs> do I know? <laughs> well, I that? listened to I listened to at least three
1: Irish rugby podcasts. All three of them this past week were like, "Did we make a mistake letting Ben Healy go?"
2: <laughs> well, it's as an Eddie Edinburgh did. fan, I'm very pleased to let that they did, um, and uh, I think he's. Um, we're going, you know, um, if we get the right coach in place, we've got. Well, we've got a quality side, um, yeah, and and to have Ben Healy coming in is just quite quite something. Just watching him, watching the way he plays, he's a big physical. He's actually very similar to Blair Kinghorn in physical. Physicality, but he's,
0: he's, he's but got same spec as well in terms of sizing. Yes, actually,
2: yeah, <clears throat> around the same size. But he's got he's got far more tricks. What I like about him is he he's not Blair Kinghorn's a pass behind sort of player. Whereas Ben Healy will take that ball flat up to the line, yes. um, wow. and, and he's really really good that way. That's
1: it's, a great it's... point, and I could be totally imagining it, but I feel like once Ben Healy did decide, okay, I'm going to make this move. It loosened him up. All of a sudden, he just became more free in his play. I think he's been better, literally, since the day he signed.
0: I I would, I would maybe go, uh, maybe maybe not the day he signed, but I would say the day we got capped by Scotland. Mm. I think, uh, I think having that international cap secured, knowing where his future is, because you know, bear in mind, he's a young guy who has he's had a bit of adversity the last few years. You know, he's went from being kind of the next big thing in Ireland. To fifth choice at one point, and you know it has been a bit of a, a roller coaster for him. And I just think having the contract secured with Edinburgh, knowing he, knowing where he's playing his rugby, knowing where internationally he's playing his rugby as well, yep. because there's always been that debate. And I think he just seems like a much calmer, much more relaxed person for it. He's grown a tash as well, which obviously you know everybody that plays at fifteen needs to needs to grow a tash. Because that's where we was playing at the weekend. Let's not let's not get ahead of ourselves, guys. Um, you know, no. I just I I I was really really impressed, and not to toot my own trumpet here. Oh, I've said throughout Ben Healy's career that Ben Healy is a very 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 talented rugby player, and mm-hmm. that Scotland securing him is a massive massive fillet for us. Edinburgh getting him, I am annoyed about that because. <laughs> You know, actually, I think there's there's a debate as to, I think both teams are weak at ten, frankly, uh, yeah. and I think Edinburgh have got them, and that's great great for Edinburgh. And I think actually, uh, the way I see that panning out, ultimately longer term, that might mean people end up in the right positions, and everyone's happy. Um, I want to see what Glasgow do now. I do think Glasgow maybe because Ross Thompson's been out for the whole year. I think he'll be considered the kind of new signing at ten, and almost we'll take it from from there. But we'll see. But no, I'm delighted Ben He is looking good, looking good, and I can't wait to see him. Uh, I, re- I reckon he makes a World Cup
2: squad. John, oh, yeah. this one, this. Oh, I'm sorry, go, Craig. Go ahead. No, no, I was, I was just agreeing with John. Off shot horror. What? Whoa, whoa. <laughs>
1: Wait, somebody marked down the timestamp.
0: <laughs> uh, we'll edit it. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. I'll get it in post. Don't worry, uh, <laughs> John. What did you think of this final? So, did you even did you watch really closely? Were you on the edge of your seat, or were you kind of half watching, doing something else? Like on a scale of one to ten, how invested in your, uh in this final were you? So, the first
0: half, I spent the first half trying to work out how to get my girlfriend. watch it over in her house so she was setting up a new laptop so we had to kind of as i was doing all sorts of kind of online troubleshooting so i was kind of paying attention but i was kind of glad of the distraction to be honest what i did notice was the physicality of both teams the some of the some of the collisions were just frankly frightening um i paid more attention second half and certainly once i think once stormers took the lead I started to kind of pay more attention because I was interested to see, you know, how are Munster going to react? Are a Storm- you know, I was really conflicted because I wanted the Stormers. I, I, I didn't want the Stormers to win. I would have been happy with a draw. Could we not have done a draw? Would that, that, would that, would that have been a possibility? Because <laughs> I really don't like Munster. Like, I know this isn't a surprise to anyone, but I really don't like them. Keith Errols came on the park. He's a cretin of a human being. He's horrible. <laughs> so, you know, as rugby wins. Yay!
1: No, it yes. <laughs> uh, Craig, what about you? What were your takeaways from this final? How, you know, what were you doing while you were watching? Were you on the edge of your seat, riveted, or were you like, okay, what's going on? Um,
2: <clears throat> well, uh, I was I was watching the recording because I'd had to take... T- Drive to Edinburgh to drop my wife and daughter off to see Harry Styles um, at Murrayfield, so I had a um, a three hour win three or four hour window between dropping them off, driving home to sit and watch uh, watch the rugby because uh, I had the Premiership final to watch as well. So um, we I uh, sat and watched it, and and what, it, what for me it was definitely to, to again agreeing with John, which is which is scarily odd. Um, <laughs> See, this physical. is the purpose
1: of my pod. I bring you guys together and suddenly you're simpatico. You agree about stuff and you compliment each other. It's, well, it's, it's my, I guess it's, I'm a bodhisattva. I guess,
2: I guess it's that whole thing of like, you know, we're at each other's throats, but until like until um somebody else uh, uh, says something about John that doesn't that, that's that's not Scottish or not involved with a podcast, and it's like, What do you mean? How dare you? And I'll I'll stand and, <laughs> I'll stand in front of him. So it's like no uh, what? Uh, no, uh, mind you, there are there are a lot of things on Twitter that John says that I go, oh no, and I don't bother to. I don't bother. Not going to step in front of that one. I'm, don't not, know. I'm not stepping in front of that one. Anyway, um, for me, uh, uh, the physicality for me showed that either the 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 perceived South African physicality is being slowly lost by mm. by them trying to adapt a game to. To, to play in the URC because URC, you may be physical, but, you know, we'll have you, you know, we'll be chop tackling all your big guys and making them get up and down off the floor a lot and and then they'll get tired and then other teams will win against you in the, in the second half. Um, so they've started to maybe lose a little bit more timber and start to make the forwards move a little bit more. But also, um, Munster have always been a physical side and they've always been a nasty physical... Grind you downside and and what what and what they're going to miss when they lose Healy is that they seem to still have that nasty physical side, but they can then turn they've got the offloads there now, um and Tyburn just you know no matter I used to. I remember us being in a quarter final um, of the was it URC playoffs I think or was it or was at Murrayfield anyway. And it was against Munster and Ty Byrne was just you know falling on the wrong side of the ball in the rocks and he was just an absolute menace in the rocks. Um and and I I want to hate him but actually when you watch him play rugby he's phenomenal. So they, yeah. they really I, I think they've done a you know so having some having those players those 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 talismanic players who will offload the ball either on the ground or just as they're going into contact, et cetera. <laughs> they really have developed that, and, they're, and they're, they're playing very, very well. So, you know, hats off to them. They've won the URC. Whether that's a wonderful thing, they've not got any stars on their shirts, but uh, I think uh, Andrew Porter <laughs> will stop it right with something like that. Um, and then it's all, all about the stars in your chest, bud. It's all about, it's, it's all about your, your uniquely balanced stars on your shirts.
1: I do love by the way a shout out to your <coughs> recent pod with with Johnny how it seemed like his biggest problem was the centering of the stars like all they if they had just centered them a little he'd be suddenly a Leinster fan i thought it was pretty funny he's,
0: he's a peculiar beast is our johnny we we, we, we
1: by the way i do wonder if there was like a yearly awards for person who gets most mentioned on other people's podcasts johnny would be like right in that top 5 he i would think
0: he would. That's because we we give him dogs abuse on other podcasts. Um, generally, everywhere we go, actually, we give Johnny a bit of abuse. But it's because he's grandstanding away, hanging out with the big dogs, you know, jumping on blood and muds, jumping on other podcasts. He's 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 a celebrity these days, so he I and, to and, brought and, down
2: a peg. And believe me, he likes to tell you he's a celebrity too. Oh, he
0: does. Oh yeah, <laughs> he does. <laughs> does. Yeah.
2: Well, at one point, I
1: realized he's the Chris Harris of the Scottish Rugby Podcast minus the tackling. Or <laughs> <laughs> the hair. the yeah. <laughs> so uh, I am curious. So leading up to this final, there was a lot of talk about the the state of the pitch there in Cape Town, and it was. Garbage. It it was it was the worst field I've seen in a professional final of any kind ever. I think Um, either you think that that you know played significantly into the result we got.
0: Yes, I actually said right at the start. I think that favored Munster. Um, Mm. I think it favored Munster. That like, I mean, not being too flippant about it. That that pitch. If you turned up with your you know your third side, you know almost your veterans team on a Saturday afternoon and that was the state of the pitch you were playing on you would be probably a bit a bit annoyed about it it was it was a right state and it cut up as, as the game progressed it cut up so badly um you know the stormers have showed the stormers have showed they can they can play a lot of running rugby they have been a very exciting team this year i immediately said cut up pitch that suits monster they'll they'll drag this down into a into a dog fight they'll make sure that you know the ball is never going more than one one or two uh, places out from the rock and they'll just really grind at home
1: so uh, yeah it was a mess it was horrible so home field advantage was not a home field advantage for the stormers
2: I, I us test so. up see I, I'm, I'm slightly different shock um, shock cover um I know is this your yeah. first disagreement with John tonight wow My first disagreement with John tonight I actually thought it would play into their hands because <laughs> you know, they're playing on it on a regular basis. It's almost, you know, it looked almost as bad as Sandy Park, um, exit Street. Yeah, yeah, it was bad. Um, but uh, I th- but then as John says, you know, Munster, you know, Munster are used to playing in sideways rain and pitches that are that, that your boots sink up to your ankles and and etc. No. down in Cork, you know, although, funnily enough, they're. Um, not um, Tobin Park, but the other one that they play at, in the, the, the sports ground, I think they call it. Uh, no, that's oh, um, that's They have a, they have another pitch down in um, in Corky Cueve and Corky um, Cueve was the was the big one, right? Yeah, um, and that's uh, that's fully four um, G now, um, and they play. You know that one's uh, they they play there every so often. Um, so it's a, as I say, Munster are evolving. Um, as we speak, but uh, uh, you know, I I, I thought they would. I thought I definitely thought the Stormers would have the advantage, and and they they, they, they still look very very handy. Um, it's just as usual, monster um, uh, ground them down, you know.
1: Yeah, and Stormers have been so loose. I, I don't I don't know what's wrong with them. The last I think maybe four weeks even I've been like they just don't look right. They're not the team they were last year. It's hard to it's hard to put my finger on what it was, but it was fourteen to nineteen by the end, shocking and amazing, in theory at least. John, how would you rate this game in terms of finals in this competition over the years, you know, in the various iterations of what is now the URC?
0: Um, it's a tough one. I think, uh, you know, it had a bit of excitement about it. It was, you know, the uncertainty of outcome was, was relatively relatively good. I I just, I couldn't get that excited about it. I just, like, for me, it's just not really that exciting. And it's not, for that reason, it wouldn't rank anywhere near, like, any of the top finals. I I know that's probably harsh on Munster and harsh on the Stormers, but I just wasn't that bothered
1: about it. No, I'm with you. I was so happy that Munster beat Leinster. And then I was like, oh, well, now I want the Stormers to win, but I'm convinced they're not going to. It was... It was easier to get into than the Premiership final, frankly, but I still felt like, eh. Yeah.
2: I, I, see, I was, I, I, I think, uh you know, well, the one I watched first out of the two was the Premiership final. I watched the
0: Premiership final first. I was as well. very,
2: you know, I'm very, you know, I was, I was invested in Sale. I'm very, I'm, I'm, I'm really, I'm really, yeah, I'm, I'm really interested in their journey. I'm really interested in, in Alex Sanderson's journey, um, the way that they've, they've, they've had a superstar. They've had all the superstars that they needed um and couldn't win anything. Um and then all of a sudden they've they've had Rob Depria. Um is it Rob Depria? that's it's one of the Depria brothers anyway, playing, previous, yeah. playing 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 one of the ten that they've got. Um uh playing at ten and then all of a Poor sudden Poor Mrs. DePrier. She's like oh, here comes another one. No, no, another 25
1: oh, no. pound baby <laughs> <laughs> I'm picturing the scene uh, in,
2: the, in Life of Brian when she's like
1: oh get that would you did right?
2: <laughs> <laughs> so yeah no I, I, I I'm really I was really invested in that um and 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 then all of a sudden um we uh uh you go to watch the u r c and 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 i think the more exciting games have been in the in the lead up through the quarterfinals and 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 i the u r c at the moment and 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 it really is currently very much there's for example if you if you do watch the premiership the premiership no matter what anybody says, because a lot of people have it's to say have have its detractors, and we're about to see London Irish fail as well. It's not what I can sound what's what it sounds like. tomorrow. Um, yeah. Um for me, um it's been very, very close all the way through. You know, okay. Saracens and and, and sale have been away at the big at the top, but the middle table has been very close and, and and the games have been all to play for, even though there's been no there's been no um relegation. Whereas with the URC, you know, I'm gonna say this even though we got slapped around by a, by um by Scarlets, but when you go to play a Welsh team, you you think, well, especially an Edinburgh fan, you think you're gonna win. I think John, John is very like that with Glasgow, you know. Yeah. He, Glasgow are gonna beat a beat a, a Welsh team. Um, Italian team, well, you're gonna beat at least one of them because Zebri aren't really anywhere near there at the moment. Um bennett and will come out the woodwork now and then and really and turn you over at times it's really just the it's kind of and the were really good this year especially at home they were really good well we can start a debate in a minute because john will start kicking off in a minute and stamping his feet in a minute about bennett and but uh an italian rugby but um but you find i think for me um y- you're pretty much looking at the final is going to be an Irish team, and it's going to be a South African team yep. in the URC, and and I think um they have the the both those those sets of squads have the money to to the Stormers especially, and uh, they have the money and they have the superstars there to, to 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 do the job when they need to. Um, whereas uh with with Glasgow Edinburgh, although you know Glasgow have done very well in the in the in the in John's Diddy Cup that he keeps tell, talking about, um. We are at a stage where Glasgow, Edinburgh, etc., haven't got a. Um, uh, we we're kind of middle of the road, so you don't get. We don't. I, I certainly wasn't that excited about it. I was. I was interested to see what the score was, um, but you do tend to, you know. And I'm interested to watch the scrummaging because I'm always a. a <laughs> you know, I like to watch the scrums, but um, that's about it. You know.
1: John Munster are now the champions of this competition. Did the best team win this year? No, absolutely not. I
0: think I think the team with most momentum towards the end of the season won. I don't think I don't think Munster would ever kid on to be the best team in the league. Um, I, yeah, I think you could come for obviously their their uh, their stable mates uh, down in Dublin would have uh <laughs> would probably be most people's first pick for um you know for for for, for a champion and let's let's be honest, you know, even going into the knockouts, Munster going to Glasgow, most people expected Glasgow to win that game.
1: So I, know I did.
0: So I mean there there it is in, in a nutshell. Like Munster weren't the best team in the regular season. They had an amazing run and had an amazing knockout season. And that that's it's one of the pros and cons of the playoff system. In the mm. I would argue Leinster were were Head and shoulders above every other team this season by clearly by some margin. Then it was the Stormers, and maybe a few of your South African teams were there or thereabouts. I would then argue Glasgow, Munster were probably equal, um, sort of fourth, fifth. You then go into the playoffs, and anything can happen. It is knockout rugby, and I don't think it necessarily. I can't believe I'm going to say this. I don't think it's necessarily fair that Leinster have ended this season trophyless. What? I think it's I think it's bloody wonderful, but I don't think it's fair. Yeah, because <laughs> they were the best team in the tournament by a mile, and but that that them's the breaks. So
1: you know, isn't even, just got... this isn't even on my script, but I'm going to ask: if you're a player for Leinster right now, how much of that is Leo Cullen? How much is it... Is that squad selection? Those decisions right at the end, dropping those two in a row just like last year. Uh, are you super mad if you're a player right now?
0: I, I wouldn't. Oh, you okay. Sorry.
2: No, I I wouldn't think so because you know, if it fair enough, the URC they they chucked along and did what they usually do, and that is play a second tier team. Most of the um, season yeah most of the season so they thought they would just play do the usual thing of play the second tier team and that would rest the superstars for the European Cup final yep. um and and to be perfectly honest with the European Cup final um they were a red card away from winning yeah because if if, if um oh, I've forgotten his name now. um if the prop um uh hadn't gone in and and and. and and absolutely smashed the the um the La Rochelle prop um and and get have to get him carted off in a stretcher. Yeah. Um, if he hadn't done that, they would have scored because the momentum was building and the way it, it went, was. And shell were all over the place. Um, in fact, the prop that got smashed was mm. desperately tra- it, it didn't really look like a real jackal. He was just trying to slow the ball down. It was just
0: getting in the and way mm. to slow the ball down. Yeah. Maybe
2: even consider um, a penalty. Yeah. So interesting. That's, for me, that's, you know, I don't think it's really, they can't really turn around and look at squad selection. Maybe in the URC, what do you do? You know, I'm sure Leinster would probably have beaten the Stormers this weekend if if it was Leinster that was playing. Yeah, it seemed Um, that way, right? Yeah, yeah. um So I think it's more the fact of I think if anyone's going to be mad, they've got to be mad at um the guy who got sent off, that you know, gave the red card away right at the locker I minute. I
1: do wonder what it was like for him in the locker room after that one. Did he feel like this whole this whole thing turned on that bad decision by me? Like I I I'm I feel sure his teammates were like, no, dude, you're with us. Like it, yeah. it's okay. It's not one play ever that everyone, makes a difference. But everyone oh my was God.
2: apart from everyone was apart from Johnny Johnny Sexton who came in and started throwing things around at on the... I, he
0: he was too busy trying. He was he was trying to leg drop people from the the referee's uh, table at that point. <laughs> Can somebody idiot. get him an
1: undershirt? By the way, like i not not a fan. <laughs> no, no, not a fan at all. Honest. <laughs> oh, it's <laughs> yeah. But, but
0: so
1: it's not the, oh, the, well, the, enough. I'm Sexton. Yeah, yeah. That's as much as I'm going to talk about them today. Uh, This one's for either of you. Will Munster magically repeat next season? If they did, you know, even imagine or speculate what that would mean for that region. Like one of you already mentioned, like, is this the beginning of the Munster resurgence? Like, what are the odds of that?
2: Am I going, John? Well, you you were the one who mentioned the resurgence, so on you go. I, th- I think I think Munster. Will, well, there's 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 a couple of things, both sides of that argument, and I don't mean to sit in the fence, but I'm going to do that right quite roy- royally. I'll have both both either cheek either side of the fence. Um, I think Munster are building, and I think you're going to see them being a top four side again, um, and they will they will push to 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 win the URC again um and try and do better in the in, in, in the European Cup. Where and, and I'm I'm not gonna say this slightly, where I think they have stumbled is letting Ben Healy go. Because having the, the is it what's the their other ten Crowley is it? Um yeah, Having those two again it's the it's the Blair Kinghorn Finn Russell um conundrum of they are two different players. And you've got the ability, you bring one ten, you've got one 10 who starts the game and sets out the game in a certain way. And then you bring another ten on to do something different because you're not getting, you know, you're not getting to where you, you think you're going to be. And I think they've, you know, if they bring someone, out, if they bring another 10 on that's going to do a really, really good job, fabulous, and they'll not skip a beat. But I think that may be an issue for them. Um I would like to be in a situation where I think uh, it would be nice to see a Scottish club involved in the last four, um, in the semis, and in the and in the final. Um, and I think we've both Glasgow, and and I will say this again, whether John Lassiter or not, but I think Edinburgh, subject to the the care and attention of the SRU when it comes to coaches, coaches. <laughs> um, they 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 could be in a situation where both Glasgow and Edinburgh are, are, are up there trying to get into the top four and get into the playoffs.
1: John, are Munster repeating this year? Absolutely not.
0: Absolutely not. I'm 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 firmly firmly not sitting on the fence with this. I th- I think the. I think Leinster will learn so much from this. I think South African teams will learn so much from this. I think everybody in the URC is getting stronger. I don't think Munster are getting stronger. Um I think the it'll be interesting to see how they recruit, but I genuinely think this is a bit of a flash in the pan. I don't see them improving next year at all.
1: I think that's fair. I do think they might have leapfrogged Ulster Maybe. Yeah. They might be this yeah. you know, Leinster's second buddy instead of third buddy. I, I think
0: I, it just depends on what Ulster turns up though. That's the thing. Ulster of mm. the day could be a fantastic team.
1: They seem and mentally that, that, mentally way off for me right now. Yeah.
2: They're definitely mentally mentally fragile. And and I think you also have to um, you know from what I can tell, and I was uh, both John and I have luckily been on um, the Reds uh, the three Red Kings. Uh, red Hand. Um, no, sorry, the Red Hand, I should say, podcast yeah. oh, and, and the Ulster lads. Heard that. And they, um, they are very stat heavy. They do like their stats on the, uh, on the, um, on the Red Hand, but um, they, they are very, very down on Dan McFarlane. Yeah. Um, and they are interesting, uh, you know, they're they and also um Johnny Petrie, who's the was the Edinburgh boss and now is uh Ulster Ulster's boss, and. I'm thinking. Well, hang on a minute. You know, they got into a. Well, they were. They're what? They're third or fourth in the in the URC, and they've they they've had a good season, especially considering an Edinburgh season of twelfth. You know, so um, it, I, I think they're they're doing all right. Um, but I think the fans have just got to that point where they've they've not they've had all this explosive power and all this fantastic you know, fantastic rugby that they'd be playing, but they've gone off the boil. Especially you look at Dwayne Vermeulen, who, you know, stand out the best player they've had over the last year or so, and he's not Yeah, but how
1: many appearances did he make? Like four?
2: Yeah, he wasn't on the the field very often. And
0: he's older than Johnny Sexton. Well, he's not actually, he's slightly younger than him, but they're both 117. So, yeah. (laughs) Like... But speaking of aging, South Africans, of course, they're they're boosting their, their front line. They're replacing the irreplaceable. Oh, yes. Ulster. Sutherland. R- Craig's
1: S- boyfriend, the red-headed fire hydrant, yep. <laughs> Stephen Kitsoff, will be lining up, I think, at number one for Ulster next year. Craig, are you excited once. about that?
2: I, um, yes, very much <laughs> so. I... I, I I have to say that um there you know that I've got I've got a wee love affair going on. Obviously, he's so Alan much fun. He,
1: he's so incredible. And then when you see him, you just get the impression that he's also like really nice, which seems weird for somebody who looks like him.
2: Well, from from what I'm from what I'm told, I, I, I've got a mole inside the inside the South African camp. Oh. And, and uh, from what I know, he is a very very nice guy. Um, and do you just hate it? um (laughs) you want your props to be absolute and utter um
1: when he when they do the thing where like the player comes out holding the hands of kids it looks like Kitsoff is actively like "Ooh, I I don't want to crush your tiny little hand as opposed to like you know your Owen Farrell's and your Peter O'Mahony's are like you may be dead by the end of the
2: night yeah well Omanis just Omanis trying to push the kid in front of him so he can clothesline him but that's the difference (laughs) there um But um yeah kicks yeah. off from what I know um and uh, his his partner are lovely people so um uh from what I've been told. So uh yeah um I, I I'm looking forward to see it. I i i am looking forward to seeing him and in, at in, in, in the damn health if we get if we get Ulster at home um next season. Um will be uh, great to see him come up against so I, uh, sorry, yeah. Uh,
1: no, so no, I, I do I do think we can put a cap on this final. I think all this, you know, it, it was good. It, it was okay. The season itself in the URC this year, for me, I thought it was pretty great. Um, by the end, I'd pretty much forgotten about all the really messed up weirdness for the beginning, like, six weeks, I think it was. I love that they never got to the bottom of the E. coli thing. They,
2: ironically, everyone <laughs> just
1: everyone just washed their hands of it.
2: <laughs> uh we'd be a wouldn't be a scrum of the earth podcast without a pun about something. I'm just glad I'm just glad you're not coming to, coming at me with vacuum jokes.
1: Ah, uh, yeah, I, I saved him for the the pre-show. That, that's all I got.
2: <laughs> fear,
1: fear not. I have nothing loaded. Uh Craig, looking at the table at the end of this 18-game season, obviously, Leinster were on top. We've already talked about that. I had forgotten though that they weren't 17 and 1. They did have a draw as well. Um, Ulster somehow managed to claw their way all the way into second, Stormers third, and Glasgow fourth, despite having one more win than Stormers. I don't know if you you you, you know particularly noticed that. Craig, how annoyed were you this year with how good Glasgow ended up being? Um
2: to be perfectly honest, it was more. I was scratching my head to go, Glasgow are that good? Um, uh, you know it, I because and I've said this a couple of times, um, and they've Glasgow have recruited incredibly well, um, including their head coach um, this season, and he's coming and I was he's just going to say the head coach that's great. Yeah, um, they really have. Um, they've given a real. He's coming in. And, from what I can tell, he's a bit like actually totally different, but he's he's similar with Mike Blair. Mike Blair came in on board with Edinburgh and made the guys believe and enjoy coming to work again. And I think that's what Franco Smith has managed to do. I think he's 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 far more analytical. He's far more, you know, he's you've got he's got they've got a plan and they have to stick to it. But they, you know. Uh, he's made them believe and he's brought these play a couple of these players in who or the players that that may have been on the on the outskirts of the team for the last couple of seasons and he's made them believe and brought them into the team and they've done a very very good job and uh, you know so I, I it's not so much I'm, I'm i'm angry that they've performed very well i'm just bemused a little bit and going how did they manage that that's been you know it's been a um a fantastic season for them especially considering the names and the, the 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 hype and the squad depth that Edinburgh have had and Edinburgh have performed quite poorly, you know?
1: John, kind of the same question, but opposite in a way. How hard has it been for you to hold back on your own show this year, given Craig's preseason predictions?
2: He has not held back. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm a listener and I actually feel like he has. Oh, believe me, I'm, I'm, in the, I'm in the WhatsApp group chat with them, not WhatsApp group, then the messenger oh, chat with the messenger them. When, when, uh, when all I get is a drunken John Anderson's <laughs> absolutely tearing me apart about Blair Kinghorn, and Blair Kinghorn may not even be playing, he's still having a go at me about it. He like
1: to be fair, your WhatsApp inner circle messages don't make it to the pod. That's true.
0: exactly. I, so I, I, I hope I, they
2: don't.
1: I don't. Know.
0: I, am bloody right. I hope they don't. Uh, no, I, t- I temper myself. No, uh, you know, no. I've obviously me and Craig have a good joke and a good laugh about things, and I've obviously ripped him for his um, grandiose uh, predictions at the start of the season, but I do love...
1: Which I appreciated, by the way, though. Craig was basically like, we can win this whole thing, and yeah. I was like, hell yeah. Why not? I, I really because enjoyed that. Because
0: you couldn't. Because you couldn't, and it was crazy, but I loved it at the time. Uh, so, no, I I think I think it's it actually ties in quite nicely with what I've always kind of said about Glasgow with Benetton and, you know, the, the running joke we have about that just now. You're absolutely right. Like, if you don't believe your team can go out and beat other teams and win leagues and win titles, what are we doing here? What's the point? Like, yes, we want to see development. We want to see progress. Edinburgh were on a bit of a high. Now, whether I think that was an unrealistic high or not, is completely by the by. They were on a high, the fans were really excited about what Edinburgh were producing. I think there was some I think there was some some back, backstage things maybe crept in a wee bit. You know, obviously Mike Blair wasn't happy in role, hence why he's leaving. He wasn't entirely comfortable with his role. No, he was, he was getting good things out of the team, but he wasn't entirely sure about the approach that was was, was taking place. And I think ultimately, you know, Edinburgh season k- kinda the wheels fell off quite quickly and it never really it just it just it was almost like they knew Blair was leaving or they, they knew Blair wasn't happy. They they knew at the end of the season it's a World Cup season. So actually a lot of the key players, you know, they're professional players, yes, but minds will travel. If you're sitting in you know, 8th, ninth in the league and you think, well, a couple of losses and we're out of the playoffs, a couple of losses, we're out the, the Euros, I'm probably not playing much next year either because I'll be playing in the World Cup. I'll not be back till middle of November and then I'll be away in Six Nations camp in January. So I'm probably not playing for Edinburgh next year. Ugh, well, I'll not be that bothered. I'm not saying that's the mentality the players would have had, but you could understand if that is where they went and. Yeah, it it was difficult. Like, I know we, we laugh and joke, but I want Edinburgh to do well. I just want it, Glasgow to be better. And like, ultimately, to see them in 12th at the end of the season is it's a really disappointing performance from them, especially given, as Craig I was says, I
1: was very surprised, for the sure. The names I, they've got... I didn't think team. they were necessarily played off-bound, but I didn't think twelve.
0: Yeah, and there was a couple of close games, you know, they're the probably, probably realistically, they 8th, Again, actually, like with where they've been, Hmm. 7th, 8th, I don't think Edinburgh have regressed nearly as much as we've joked that they have. And I think they'll be better next season as long as they recruit wisely in their head coach. If they go back to... I have to go back to Steve Diamond. If they go to a totalitarian um, head coach who's going to try and make them a 10-man rugby team, this is not going to go well for Edinburgh. Edinburgh's new DNA is all about that excitement, getting the damn health jumping. They've got one of the best wingers and, well, two of the best wingers in the world, three of the best mm-hmm. wingers in the world. They've got a well, I mean, talent coming out of their ears. Go and utilise them.
1: It's weird that there's no movement on the coach front, at least from where I'm sitting. Craig, do you hear rumours? Do, do you have any clue what's
2: happening with the coaching? No, um, there's there's absolutely nothing coming out of the SRU about weird. it at all. Um, it's really weird, but I've the, do you think? Do you think that means it's Steve Diamond? No, no. I've, I, I, from what I've been told, um, and we, well, in fact, John and I both yeah, know because we we as well. Uh, uh yep. the 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 Steve Diamond will not be in post. Um, at the beginning. Oh, of season. actually,
1: uh, yeah, she mentioned that on your pod actually this week. She was like, yeah, yeah Lisa, I know, I know um,
2: She said, no. yeah, yeah, yeah. Lisa's um, a, I a, trust her. A, a fantastic addition to the pod, and she's um, she's been uh. Uh, very. She's she's, she's both incredibly, she's incredibly funny and
1: incredibly no nonsense at the same time. She's been oh, yeah. really great.
2: Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, she's uh, she's well. She's realised that she has to deal with us a lot, so she's uh, I... she's, she's incredibly <laughs> no nonsense.
1: Admirably.
0: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Poised school uh, teacher mode quite well. Uh, just to but wrap but us um,
1: up. She's like these it... two need special help, so. <laughs> yeah, she's
2: she's ready to knock her heads together, but um, yeah, I think. Uh, <laughs> It's one of those situations where I think I I might be reading this completely wrong, but I think we're in a situation where we've got a head coach already sorted and we're waiting until the World Cup's finished to put to announce that yeah. he's been appointed because he's involved with a with a World Cup a team at the World Cup team. Yep. I agree. So so I think I think we're in that oh, situation That's um he's that's going very to very weird. You know, either that or he's involved with a top fourteen team um and they've not finished yet. So the top um, fourteen
0: have a really interesting uh, embargo on transfers as well, and I think it applies to coaches as well. So, for example, when Finn Russell had signed for Racing, there's a there's a decorum and there's like an actual contractual thing that means that top fourteen teams can't release information until the other team has released it. Okay. So if, for example. You know there'll be there'll be an agreement if they if it is a top fourteen coach and it's perhaps like they're waiting to the end of the season before they actually announce it, there wouldn't be any rumours or any news whatsoever coming out from anywhere. It's a it's a strange thing they've got going, but um, yeah, I, I think I think you're absolutely spot on, Craig. I think someone who is currently in post who's going to have a busy summer ahead of them, um, maybe the SRU are saying we don't want to announce because actually that we've had it in the past where you've got a coach. Announced, and you know you're not going to see them till September, October, and actually, then that puts the cat amongst the pigeons a wee bit because fans go, "Well, that's blimmin' useless because we're not getting a pre-season out of them." Well, or oh, that's this season a write off. Both teams have got season tickets to sell, so better have no one in post and have a speculation than have someone in post and know they're not going to be there till October.
2: Weird. I have a, I have a, a, uh, I have. So- uh, what's the word i have a um prediction go on no predict. it's not a prediction it's more of a wish <laughs> list i've got i've got a wish for it and and i'm i'm hoping that i would fine cause... i get what you're saying i'll do it fine <laughs> you know well, jesus it's I've... enough already i'll do it <laughs> i've got i would very very much like uh because he's been quite cozy with the sru at the moment and uh and he's um and he's he's involved heavily with the SR, with, with Scotland at this one time. I'd love to see Brad Moore getting a chance of it. Um, oh, but okay. Um, I'm not I'm not entirely sure he is ready to coach a team. He'd rather be involved in in the international setup, to be honest. But um, you know, I would really like. He's been for the short time he's been with Scotland. You see the turnaround with Scotland in their attack. He has been phenomenal. For yeah. Them. So Um,
1: if I can bring us back to the league table from this past year, uh, Munster, the Bulls, Connacht, and Sharks rounded out that top eight that made it into the playoffs. Craig, which of those teams, Munster, Bulls, Connacht, and Sharks, which of those teams was most surprising for you to see in the top eight there?
2: Connacht. Yeah, um, it had had to be, right? Yeah. I feel like I'm going to
1: get you guys to agree again.
2: Well, the thing is with Connor, you know, the the um, you know, you whenever they come over to a ground that doesn't have fifty mile an hour winds, they they lose because they're not used to the, the ball. Whenever they kick the ball, <laughs> it, it, that it's like an an Indy car, you know, they, they drive it along a straight <laughs> road and it doesn't sit very well, you know. Um, so uh, I had it, Connaught, Connaught have been very very. You know they've got a they've got a nice attack they're, they're, they're one of the but they're very much again in Ulster they'll come out and surprise you and'll yeah. they'll, they'll win a few games that, uh, that yeah. you'll go oh they did all right there that was quite something um but the the day and day day in sorry the weekend weekend week in week out grind they they lose too many games so I was quite surprised <laughs> to see them
1: And we'll never know. I'm sure it'll never come out. What happened with Bundy Aki not even making his own teams starting 23, but he's still starting for Ireland. Like it was a weird, weird season for him. Yeah. John, John, agree, disagree. Is it Connacht for you as well?
0: You know, I think they are are the team that stand out. I would say, you know, obviously Connacht and the Sharks and seven and eight are the two that you could probably make arguments for other teams, but Mm. Actually, I would argue the league... Below. When you look at
1: the Sharks' roster, it makes a lot more sense for them to be in there than Connacht. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but then
0: they're they're in eighth, and they squeaked in. You know, that's the, like... And I think that's more... Uh, it's, it's telling, isn't it? Because then you're looking at the, the conference system, and you've got the South African teams playing each other. Is the overall quality of the South African teams as a whole greater than the quality of the Irish teams as a whole? P- potentially. That's an argument that could be made. Uh you're much more likely to see, you know, Connacht beating Ulster than say the Sharks beating the Stormers. You know that's kind of in, in in my head. That kind of makes Good sense draw. now. Um, but yeah, I think I think Connacht. Craig's absolutely right. If you've if you've not experienced the sports ground, I mean it's it should be on your bucket list purely as a you will uh, be terrified for your life. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It's a throwback to. When giants roamed the earth and 17,000 miles, an it's like, you know, like that eye of the storm thing in Jupiter that, that's been raging for 128 years. That's basically Galway.
2: That <laughs> <laughs> is beautiful. It's and you're 100% right. Yeah. I,
1: I, it's absolutely on my bucket list. And that's a big part of the reason. Like, even the seagulls are like, oh my God, what the fuck? It's, 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 it was the Pete Horn conversion
0: that went behind him.
1: And you're just like,
0: what could you do
1: with that? she like,
2: goes. The seagulls all walk around looking like the rock because their their wing muscles <laughs> are massive <marked gasps> because to fly in the wind. And then the next the, <laughs> next thing, there's no wind, and they're all like they're, they're, they're... All,
1: all your avian fowl look like Popeye in some way.
2: Yeah,
0: <laughs> or or they look like a South African pack.
1: Yeah, yeah, fair. Okay, I'm gonna move us on a little bit. 10th, 13th, 14th, 15th. Those were the positions of the Welsh regions by the end of this competition. And next year's going to be worse. That seems to there seems to be no doubt about that. I don't want to go too far down this rabbit hole, but you know, we'll consistently okay, I'm doing it. We'll <laughs> consistently bad Welsh regions in the URC drag down this competition you know the one of the biggest sports cliches is the steel sharpened steel blah blah blah. you you get better by playing the best competition so if four of the teams in a 16-team competition are always bad is it going to be a decline in viewership is it going to impair the ability of these teams to get better when they're preparing for european competition for world competition and I'm not trying to be mean here because I feel for the, for these teams, they're stuck in an untenable position. But at some point, the problem goes from being a Welsh problem to a league problem, yeah. right? Um, Craig, solve Welsh rugby for us. You have 30 seconds, go.
2: Uh, well, I've, I've got to... Well, okay, time's first. up. <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you. Appreciate it, thanks. David. <laughs> um, well, you've got to keep the Welsh in the URC because you've got to give Glasgow someone to beat. Um... <laughs> that was a brilliantly low blow. We, are fri- we were friends a minute ago, Craig. And honestly,
0: you can. Those, 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 yeah. those one
1: that that we... was like a left field. You're like, what? How did I get yep. hit in the back of the head?
2: I just, I, 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 he's been gunning me for for a while. I just thought I'd have to slip a wee one in there just to you want um... a bloody
0: screenshot the league league positions, Craig. Because <laughs> I've seen a hell of a lot of Welsh amongst your Edinburgh group. Yeah, come on, like,
2: like there was there was a Welsh team at tenth, and we were well below them. So I'm not going to say anything. Um <laughs> What I would say is the is. In the long run, they're going to, well, I don't know if they'll manage to do it, but they'll do, they should really do what Scotland did years and years ago, and that is drop a franchise at least one, mm. um, because they... But it seems impossible, it. because everyone in Wales thinks
1: we need one fewer team, but nobody wants it to be their team, yeah. so it's never going to happen, Right.
2: But then everybody didn't well mind you actually the, the all the all the teams in the borders really didn't care about the Border Reavers and yeah, so right. so I suppose you're right, yeah. Um but the the, the, the well and, and that's just what what worries me is that is that Welsh fans are so dyed in the wool um their own team and they and and, and, and so absolutely one hundred percent Going down the route of you're not getting rid of my team, that they'd rather see the, the four Welsh teams and the Welsh international squad playing incredibly poorly than actually solve the problem, and and that's where where I think it's you know because I know what's going to happen with the Welsh the Welsh international team, they're going to scrap the twenty five cap rule, and uh, they're, they're, going they're, to. they're going to have to, um, because all the talent are just disappearing now, and they're going and getting enough getting the, the wage that they feel they're worth. Um, but
1: and... if they came back, they wouldn't be allowed to be paid that much anyway. Like the, with the reductions in the salary cap, like it's insane. Yeah. yeah,
0: That's, that's it. Yeah. No, I mean, well, well, rugby's in a mess, isn't it? And there's yeah. no, to, right.
1: I, I gave Craig 30 seconds. You get 40 seconds just because you know, like learning accommodations as we call them now.
0: <laughs> Whoa, the pair of could just do one. This is brutal. Anyway, Oh, honestly, um, right. Solve Welsh rugby. Um, yeah, Craig's absolutely right. The, the, there needs to be a reduction in um, squad size uh, and squad team numbers. I think you, you're trying to compete in, in a, a world where, you know, let, let's be honest, right? the Ospreys and the Scarlets have both been good in the past. You know, Ospreys for, and Scarlets are both won titles. Um, Cardiff and the Dragons are... Doug, right they are not good they are not good teams Um, there is amalgamations that could take place there Um, I think the Welsh Rugby Union have got some very difficult decisions to make I think they need to be stop thinking about what the upcry is going to be from the fans I start mm. thinking about what they need to do to actually grow their game. They have a responsibility to Welsh rugby. To they actually... really do. It,
1: it, it, there needs to be a hard decision that yeah. displeases a huge number of people, but that makes Welsh rugby healthier. That, that, that's the only thing, right? Needs
0: it to take place. To
2: be. Yeah, because yeah, they're, they're...
0: They're, they're,
1: they're treading water
0: at the moment. and that, so You're right, it is only going to get worse.
2: The problem you have, though, is that um, the Blazers in Welsh rugby are like many of the Blazers in amongst rugby. Well, this is true, yes. Um yep. And 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 they don't want to make a decision, a strong decision, because what if they get it wrong? They might lose their their their, their special tickets. VIP tickets and their and their, their position in Welsh society. And all this garbage that they go on. you think not... by
1: now they were so used to getting it wrong that they'd be like,
2: oh, "I can do that." Can do that. <laughs> well, me. Well, this is this is this is what cracks me up is that you're you're looking at a, a Welsh rugby union that are, that have been exposed for being racist and and uh, homophobic and and misogynist. Um, let alone letting the Welsh rugby um uh, fans and and teams without throughout the whole regions of Wales down and yep. they still keep them in post. Yeah. You know, that there there should be a revolution in Wales Well Um and maybe I should start that. Maybe I should get a get start calling that out, John, and start getting a revolution starting and see if oh, we can overthrow, overthrow oh, the W R U.
0: It will come as no surprise to you that I love a revolution, Craig. So I'm like, I, what? What are we fighting? Because I'm in. Let's do it. Let's no. Just set me loose on Twitter. Just put, give, give me a couple, a couple of points, a couple of things to John, work with. John,
1: you're on Twitter now. Wow.
0: <laughs> Back on Twitter. <laughs> yeah,
1: no. I, occasionally, I, I dabble on the tweets. So, lowly zebra, they didn't get a, a single win this year what needs to happen over there is is just nobody taking it seriously at one point i I saw something that said like zebra are considered a feeder club for benetton and thus the the italian national team it was so bad last year their points differential last year was negative 391 the next worst was 143 that's you know more than Double how bad dragons were this year. <laughs> uh, I mean, Craig, what are we going to do about that?
2: Um, I I think there's I honestly think they have a plan in place. I think they're working on it at the moment. Um, I think they've they've tried their best to make Bennett as strong as they possibly can, and I think uh, Bennett are proving that now. The they're, the they're, uh, and yeah. the Italian the Italian squad is now starting to look like Scotland where um five ten years ago where they were they they would take a beating quite regularly but they would surprise you know well, well to be honest we were sitting discussing it um and in fact in fact i think you were in the discussions david um we we're talking about how we might actually see two wins from italy um in the six nations yeah yeah um and 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 that if i'd said to you the to either of you that <clears throat> two years ago you would have laughed at me oh yeah so um I think um we're, we're in a situation where they've been building Bennett and building they've they've they decided that and it's it's kind of the same as what the SRU did they, they built they built Glasgow when they, they they concentrated on Glasgow they built Glasgow pushed Glasgow on and then started working on Edinburgh um and I think um it's a similar situation with uh you have made some some decent signings actually already. Um, because obviously there's a lot of players out there from the Premiership, etc., cetera, that don't have jobs. Um, so they've they've made some astute signings, and uh, you never know. You might see uh, it'll be very small, but you might see a small resurgence.
1: John, uh, is Zebra going to shed that goose egg next year? I mean, the way it looks now, they could probably get a win against Leinster at this stage, right? <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, the season's ended just a couple of weeks too early for them. <laughs> um, yeah, no. I mean, I thought you guys would like that. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll always be a little bit. No, I mean, Craig's abs- he's absolutely spot on. Like, zebra are, you know, the fact you've got the the chief executive, of the the URC coming out and saying we're considering, we need to think about how we balance this out. Mm. Um, is quite interesting. And my background being in competitive balance in sport. I'm always really interested when people start talking about, you know, how do we make, you know, so he simplified it by saying we need more teams to be winning the title, but actually we need more teams to be closer together in the, in the league, and we need more uncertainty of outcome. And Zebra are the outliers at the moment in this, and as you said, you know, didn't win a game. Um, how do we how do we balance that out? Well, we've talked about a draft system. There'll be other things, other mechanisms that they maybe want to, you know, pull on to to try and balance this out, but ultimately it's down to the quality of, you know, because these teams are owned generally by, by the unions, it's kind of up to the Italian rugby union to really invest. Cause nothing, nothing, nothing you do comes free. Like you can, you can, you know, best, all the best words in the world and draft systems and everything else. U- ultimately you need teams to be spending around the same amount of money. Or, 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 you know, investing the same amount of money and talent, Zebri's yeah. budget will be a fraction of what Leinster's will be. It'll be a fraction of what Glasgow and Edinburgh's will be. Let's be fair. So yeah,
2: you could you could you could drop a cap. You could drop the cap down to any level you want, and you'd probably find that Zebri still wouldn't spend up to that cap. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. You don't yeah. Have the money.
0: But then you'll Except have Leinster where? complaining at the other side, saying, "Well, we can't compete at the European European Cup anymore because you've dropped the cap." And then you've got the English teams complaining because their caps. Apparently going up again. It's going down then up again, despite the fact they're all broke. Figure that. Don't really understand that. You've got it's France, men, men. which is run by, you know, madmen that just want to spend billions <laughs> on I don't really know what. Um, It's all a bit strange, rugby union at the moment.
1: John, sticking with you, so back in September, you were, you know, outright bemoaning your new coach. You didn't have any confidence at, at all. And you were predicting an eleventh place finish for your Glasgow Warriors, betraying them in your heart with your unrenewed season tickets. Yep. Do you re- do you regret your breach of faith, or so has yours, or has your scorn driven them to these new heights just to spite you? <laughs> well, you know, <laughs> um, speaking of my Twitter exploits again, I, I like to think you
0: know, no, <laughs> wound a few of them up. Um, no, I mean, I was really despondent. Um, I think I was maybe overly critical. Um, I'm not sure if the 11th place prediction came prior to the Benetton game or or where that was, but I think the, the Benetton it game... It was pre-
1: before the season. It was before the season. Yeah. And to my credit, I was like, hey, watch out! That's a banana peel game. And you were like, no, it isn't. No, it isn't. Yeah, I know. And you should should have re- thought you were going to finish 11th. 11th.
0: I should I should have really realized that that like we hadn't actually played rugby um because we had had you know twenty minutes against the Ayrshire Bulls as our preseason. So I should probably have understood that Benetton might be a bit tricky in day one. We live and learn. I still think we're better than them, Way better than them. Anyway, um yeah, I mean I was I was really quite um there's been some big changes in this Glasgow team in terms of the personnel, the guys who've stepped up. Craig's touched on it earlier on. There's been guys who've really, really kind of stepped up this year and taken leadership roles. George Horn being the obvious example. He has you know, he's displaced British and Irish line uh, Ali Price.
1: This has been the year of George Horn. Oh he's my been gosh.
0: outstanding. Goal kicking as well. He's added so much to that Glasgow team this year. I I th- I think, you know, clear and obvious player of the year by a long way. You then get guys like um Stafford McDowell who's been another standout, apparently, you know, won the leader. He's been a leader within that, that group. He was out of contract. He didn't have a contract and Franco's taking a gamble on him and he's delivered in spades. He's, you know, to the, to the point where you've got, you know, Scotland international, Sammy J out the door because, because of Stafford's form. You've also got guys like two huge Hugh Jones coming back. Most people in their right mind went, I have been all right at Harlequins. <sighs> I, w- I hope we're not paying him a decent wedge, though. Um, and then he got injured straight away. And we're like, oh, right, okay. This is uh, Hugh Jones is just destined not to be a good Glasgow player. And then he got in the park. And it turns out that with a decent 12, he's, he's back to world class Hugh Jones, like almost instantly. And it's been magic. They transferred that to the international stage. Brilliant to see them. There's been standouts throughout that Glasgow team that are, are not, and Craig's absolutely spot in the way. So, Edinburgh have the names, Glasgow have managed to extract a performance out of players that you wouldn't necessarily have expected that level from. And the big challenge for them now, and I think Franco Smith's got a lot to, and I've actually loved watching some of his stuff behind the scenes, the way he talks to the players, the way he he, he is very, very calm. But he demand you can see he just demands excellence from them at all times, and he, he, they want to play for him. They want to play the way he's got them playing. So ultimately, Glasgow have got a huge season ahead of them next year. I think because it's a World Cup season, it's it's a tough one, and I really hope I really hope we we'll go well. But ultimately, I'll not be surprised if we don't, which seems a bit strange given how good we've been this year. But World Cup seasons are always tricky, so. But no, I'm I'm delighted to be to be wrong. There's other elements of Glasgow this year that I wasn't wrong about, and um, still maintain that I'm absolutely right about. But you know, people like to shout at me on Twitter for that too. So um, you know, my lawyers told me that I have to, you know, um, hold hold my court with that for for the meantime.
1: <laughs> are these the same lawyers who sued the hurricane in Japan uh, four years ago? These,
0: these are the same lawyers who wrote me a statement regarding what I thought of uh, Ross Ford. <laughs>
1: okay i want to do shocking it's it's already (laughs) been a while i I appreciate your guys time Uh, um i want to do a couple of typical podcasty things i want to do game of the year bright spot of the year and finally disappointment of the year and then if we have time maybe get into a urc 15 but i'm not sure about that um so to give you a bit of time to think about it so my game of the year had to be Connacht 38, Cardiff 19. So January 7th started a massive run that it felt like nobody was even talking about at the time where Connacht, they beat sharks and lions back-to-back in weeks in South Africa. Then they went to Italy where they just smashed Zebrae. Then they snuck one out against Dragons at Rodney Parade. They smacked Edinburgh around at the sports ground. They capped it off with... Oh, this win uh, against Cardiff on April 15th. They literally won every game for more than three months. It was a great game to cap off an incredible tear by them. Uh, my my bright spot of the year, obviously, was Munster beating Leinster in the semis. My disappointment in the year was was the Dragons, who, I got to say, they seem perilously close to becoming the new Zebrae. I honestly think those two teams might swap positions next season. Um, the All-URC, I'll leave up to you guys, but we, we may or may not get to that. Um, who wants to start? Who who has a Jordan, a game of the first. year that you want to mention? Oh, so <laughs> game
0: of the year, game of the year, twenty fifth of March, twenty twenty three, away in uh, tournament Park, Glasgow Munster, Glasgow thirty one 0 up. I mean, if the season could just have ended at that point. Uh, I would I would I would have I would have just been a very very happy boy. Munster came back into it. Bonus point proved crucial to end up uh, and, and making sure, you know, just a great game of rugby. Both teams playing some sensational stuff for me. That was where Glasgow season peaked, and from that point it was all downhill from there. Um the disappointment, actually, I'll skip to that, is actually related. Um, Glasgow absolutely kicking the beds during knockout rugby. Um Finals rugby. I think it's a season too early. I know I've said this in quite a few podcasts. It's a season too early for this Glasgow team. I don't think they expected to be in this position yep. when they started out, and I think that showed. Uh, they'll be a year older, a year wiser, and hopefully um, we'll be in. So, those are, are you confident
1: again. this this is a building process, and next year it's it's the same but better?
0: I I think a lot of those players are young enough that it is a building process. Um, I I think think so too, but... I think there's a couple of players in there that maybe won't see as much game time next year um, who maybe some more experienced players who maybe will play the, the Ryan Wilson Joker cards uh, this year and you know just kind of be behind the scenes maybe doing some of the media work um, mm. f- fingers crossed although I haven't interviewed Fraser Brown before I can tell you the press are not looking forward to that because geez oh he is dull as dishwater um,
1: <laughs>
0: so um, and moment of the season the the highlight the yeah, absolute the bright, spot. bright spot of the season best debut in history Sione Violano, oh, almost gosh. his first touch of the ball um, just so 50, good this year. fifty meters out, scoops it from the rock. Off he goes, charging down. Does not look like he is a. Doesn't look like he's in shape. Let's put it kindly. He <laughs> is not. He's carrying a little I bit of the old timber. Um, and I, I had him discuss- <laughs> yeah. So he's battering down the park. Um, there is the best the best your man since johnny mcginty probably last weekend um and that the the boy is desperate to buy the dummy he wants that dummy he's like give it to me give it to me
1: i will never forget that dummy
0: It just it's the sho- it's like the shocking dummy and he just goes yep i'm not doing that <laughs> <laughs> Uh, oh just brilliant and what an introduction to you know oh that day, is oh,
1: i wish i had thought of that that is that is a fantastic bright spot that's amazing
0: oh i still smile when i, I actually watched a video of it a couple of days ago and i still smile about it it makes uh, it's just brilliant
1: that kind of talks to to what craig was saying earlier like all year long it's like glasgow can do that they've got that like he, he was a big part of that he was a big part of the like What? This guy's that good? Like, he can do those things? It it, it was amazing.
0: Getting him fit and firing was incredibly important. And the way he was used, you know, it it looks like he should be – I mean, it looks like he should be playing prop, frankly, but it looks like if you were going a back row position, he's a number eight, but he's played six and seven and eight. And, you know, that flexibility, that ability to just – deliver something different from it didn't matter the shirt number in your back just go and play some rugby all the while we're sitting with Rory Darge on the the, the 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 treatment table who is you know probably Glasgow's best player and I know that seems quite flippant but you know Rory Darge is probably Glasgow's best player already
1: uh, Craig uh of course, we're asking for a game of the year, the bright spot of the year, and finally, a disappointment of the year. You can probably skip the disappointment of the year, because we all watched your team this year.
2: <laughs> yeah. yeah, the disappointment of the year was realizing whenever I come on the scum of the earth and make a prediction, it goes wrong. Um, <laughs> yeah. but, uh, oh, it's my fault now.
1: Okay. Yeah, yeah. I
2: get it. Okay, Listen, I've been all season blaming John Anderson. I've got to change my tune somehow. yeah. So <laughs> it. <laughs> uh, we don't. I don't see you enough to blame you all the time. I reject um, that
1: mantle.
0: I reject that mantle. <laughs> I, I will accept it and continue it.
2: <laughs> I think I, I think hi, highlight for me or the game the apart from obviously because we're talking about URC, I can't talk about Edinburgh um, away to Saracens and also um, at home. That was Saracens. a great game, though. That was an awesome um, win. You know, the, the the away to Saracens showed what we could do, even though we did lose. Um, but actually, um, uh, the game at home uh, showed what the damn health can can really provide, and that is uh, a fantastic um, uh, spectator experience, along with um, um, a real really great atmosphere, and it can help drive along the team. But uh, for me, the Ospreys game, um, we we came back. There were some phenomenal skills on show from forwards and from backs. Um, and all along with the the ba- in the background with Mike Blair, um, you know, saying he's no longer going to continue with the club, um, we'd been going through a really poor run of games, um, and we really everyone came back to to home to the damn health and 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 played the way we expected Edinburgh to play. So um, there was one, uh, you know, uh, you know we had um, it wasn't de it was. Um, the other South African prop who, who just put some really nice passes, you know, put a really nice pass in and there was a lot of forwards just putting some nice offloads in for one score. And it was just, it just shows you the confidence that the players have when they want to move the ball around. Um, disappointment of the year was the 1872 Cup second game at Murrayfield. Um, first of all, it's not, a, it's not a home game for us because we're in the big Murrayfield um uh, echo chamber, but Edinburgh, Glasgow played incredibly poorly that game and Edinburgh should have actually put them to the sword, but unfortunately Edinburgh were even poorer than Glasgow, um, so we, we nothing, everything we touched we went wrong um, our line out fell to pieces um, we made silly mistakes um, and so I, I was incredibly disappointed with 1872 second leg and um, And then my bright spark uh, was having Darcy Graham back.
1: Um, Oh my gosh. So good this year.
2: This year, whenever he's on the field and the ball gets to him, you know, there's something's going to happen. Yep. Um, And I just, you know, and I'm, I'm, he starts. He he does crazy
1: stuff and he looks like the guy who shows up to like read your meter. He looks like he might knock on your door and be like, excuse me, sir. I'm here for a survey. Like, he doesn't look like a professional athlete, and he's the best one out there every time he's out there.
2: Well, he he runs he runs his own um, clothing company, you know, and and <laughs> you see, I didn't know that Yeah, He's yeah, he's, it's called Raphael, and it's um, it's it's he he started well, it it isn't. It isn't. It's it's really nice stuff. But it's it, he set it up for his brother because after his yeah. brother went through the horrific accident and and just about died, he needed. He wanted oh, to yeah. give him a job and give him something to do. And 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 I don't that that sounds like oh, he's just giving him a job and it, no no he actually they're no, making no. a really good go at it and it's, it's sure. fantastic. Um, but he's one of those players that um you you look at. Um, same with Colby, actually Cheslin Colby, and yes, I am making that that um, I would say he's close to, if not better than Cheslin Colby. Cool. Um, if you look at, he's got the step, he's got the speed, he's got the the skills, but for me also, he is incredibly strong, mm-hmm. Incre- and and will put yeah. in tackles that you don't expect. He'll he'll rock. He'll, he'll go and counter rock, and you don't expect him to 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 get the gains that he has. And also in in the high ball, he's a, okay. He's a short guy, but you know he can get pretty high, and he can compete yep. with the high ball as well. So no, I, I I I and I'll I'll say this again: he is a world class player, and and you know um, I'm, i I'm I would be very very surprised in his last maybe two or three seasons of his of his playing career, he doesn't go and get. A large sum of money from a French team or from an English Premiership team. Oh yeah, um, because he he is he is that level.
1: So do y'all have? I think it's I think ten more minutes. If I can get ten more minutes out of you, I do think Thank I have it. I have a format where we can do this. You the, the URC you know Prime fifteen. Um, I had imagined sort of going back and forth, but it would have been really expansive and it would have taken too long. So instead. There's an official 15. The URC has published. They're you know media-based. Uh, like people have voted and they've decided on the best 15 players in the year. Um, so rather than starting at the ground and speculating, maybe I'll give you these 15 and and i we'll go back and forth. So Craig will take a turn to say yes, I agree or I don't agree, and John can just check it off or or say say more. Okay. Anyway, I think I think this will work all right. Um, the official 15 per the urc site craig i do want to start with you because we're going to start with our hooker the urc says the best player this year at the hooker position was dan sheehan from leinster agree disagree
2: um i would agree with that dan sheehan has had a very very good season he's been
1: amazing yeah. John, are you okay to to check that one yeah,
0: off? Yeah, yeah, I think the only, the only person who might have anything to say would, would be uh, your boy Stuart uh, Ulster who's had an unbelievable season as well. So, um sadly Johnny Matthews doesn't come into reckoning here. Um but yeah, I'm happy with Sheehan.
1: Uh, at loosehead, John, Stephen Kitsoff was the choice by the URC. Uh you okay with that? I I mean, it's Probably
0: the form choice, and he is probably the best player in that position in the league. It's he's be not, right. the, he's not the most beautiful, but he's probably the best.
1: So yeah, I think that's fair. Craig, agree?
2: Um, yes and no, because I've got to give a little shout out um, to Oxnich, um, uh, who is oh, gosh. who is, he is so who good. is he is incredibly good. He, he, he came up and played in Ed, at Edinburgh and. And showed not only did he could he scrummage but he had pace on the wing as well. He took a wee break on the wing and was quite <laughs> quite <laughs> he really took off and we were quite amazed by him. But I do know that he's a he's a 50 to 55 minute player and then and then yeah. he'll feign an injury and then uh you know it's time for him to change. <laughs> him, so, um, so yeah, I w- I'm happy enough with it off, you know. I'd, uh, the, the, uh
1: yeah. Craig Finlay B of connect at tight head is he your player of the year absolutely not oh absolutely not. Who, who's your who's your tight head
2: i am um, i'm gonna to have to say this because no matter what anybody says he's world-class he's a world-class scrummeter and that's vp Nell. um he may not be as as dynamic around around the, the pitch um but For me, any time you bring him on to put him into a scrum, you're just going for scrum penalties and he will go up against the best loose head in the world and he can get you a scrum penalty. So uh, uh, for me, I'm a little bit biased.
1: John, Balaam or Nell? Or do you have somebody Uh, else?
0: I've got to be biased as well. So statistically, this has been Xander Fagerson's best year. Oh uh, you, okay he has been unbelievable for Glasgow. like contested. I like this. Uh so I, I agree with I agree with Neil. I think Neil definitely deserves you know the accolades in terms of like uh, this season he's again stepped up. Um I don't like Finlay Beal that much if I'm being honest. Um but I think Fagerson would have something to say about that as well. So over to the
1: arbiter. <laughs> uh when we're looking at our second row, Niall, I think it's Niall, Murray from Connacht got the awards in, from the URC and then Frederico, I think it's Ruzza for Benetton. That was our winning second row according to the URC. Uh, Craig, what do you think about the four and five pairing there?
2: Um, there's only one person I would change in that. Um, I would keep Ruzza. I think Ruzza's been, been fantastic this year. Um, but I would... Uh, yeah, um, I would drop. Um, I would drop Richie Gray into there. Yeah. Um, oh, okay.
1: Sounds like I John. Don't... You agree?
2: Hundred percent. Yeah. 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 Know, is,
0: Richie... again best, One of the best. Best of his career. I would argue.
1: That's a great shout. So, so for our flankers, we had Vai Fafita of the Scarlets and Scott Penny of Leinster. Uh, Craig, disagree with either of those?
2: Um, I like Fafita. Um, and we've got to give the Welsh something. Um, <laughs> yeah, I know. There it is. That was our opportunity. Yeah. Um, I think uh, also um Rory Dard has been fantastic this season, although he's For not sure. he's not played he's not played all season. Um and uh I'm trying to think who else I have enjoyed watching, but uh it's i am having a bit of a um a wee brain fart at the moment, so I think I'll sure. just stick to Rory Dards at the moment. And oh my goodness, I'm not picking an Edinburgh player at back row. Well, that's
0: telling, isn't it? That's telling about where the where the seasons went. I, I, I think if we are being fair, I think Fafita's been a standout in that Scarlet's team. Very um, much. I think I think I have enjoyed watching him play, so uh, I would I would pick him uh, and then maybe Scott Penny can go and do one and Rory Darge could come in at seven.
1: I like that. I, I think, th- I think we all agree on that one. Number eight. I, I feel like this is the most contested one. I feel like this is the most controversial one. Gavin Coombs of Munster won it for the official, you know, w- whatever the, the deal is on the UR- URC official site. Um, I feel like he missed some time. He, when he was there, he was really good, really good. But, uh, Craig, what do you think? Gavin Coombs, is he your number eight
2: in the ORC this year? Well, the thing is, obviously, I've just named Rory Darge in a, in a flank, and he missed a lot of time himself. So, uh, you know, mm. when he when he was on the field, he was very, very good. And Gavin Coombs was exactly the same. Um, you know, I I, I I I can't take anything away from him. Um, I'm certainly not going to name an aging Australian um, (laughs) uh, because I'm waiting on John starting with that rubbish. Um, Here we go. uh, (laughs) Um, John, just out of curiosity, who was
0: your number eight this year? Well, I mean, statistically, one player stood out above all others (laughs) this year, and it was, of course, Jack Dempsey, who (laughs) has has. So, all joking aside, you know I love Jack Dempsey, but actually, in terms of what he's offered from number eight, his ball carrying, his ability to beat defenders, his offloading, his defensive work, all have been top-notch, like, world-class this year. So, Jack Dempsey, for me, has a very valid shout to be in there. He's not as destructive as some of the, the big Irish back rows, but he's just as good at getting past people. So, I would... I would It'll come as no surprise to most, but I would happily have him in there. That's a great shout.
2: So the, the one I think... though is one thing just to just to say though. Yeah, yeah. Um if you if Jack Dempsey was world class, he'd still have an Aussie shirt on. And that's that's the big that's the big question mark over it for me. Um, you know, he is doing a very good job for Scotland and an incredibly good job for Glasgow, and I'm not going to argue that at all. I just, uh, I, I wouldn't put him in the world class, um, uh, bracket because if he was world class, he'd still have an Aussie shirt on.
1: I wish I could unlock this, uh, this, uh, this thing you have, Craig, against Jack Dempsey. I feel like he ran over <laughs> your, your dog. Like I feel like he drove over your dog in the driveway one day by accident, and you're like, I will
2: never forgive you. He, he just yeah, I, He'll, will never look as you know. He, I'll never look as good as him with a cap on backwards. How dare he? That was my thing. <laughs> what, I, just, I just, you know, you part. know that meme with uh, Steve Buscemi with his cap on backwards and he's <laughs> and he's uh, he's, he's walking hey his back. Hey, hey kids, kids. <laughs> that's just Jack Dempsey all along, isn't it?
1: Really? Uh, so the, the, the pick that surprised me because I literally, if the guy walked into the room right now, I wouldn't recognize him. Grant Williams was the pick for number nine he's he plays for the sharks i was like does he I, I don't know who that guy is but he was the he was the media pick for the urc scrum half of the year do you guys have somebody else i hope cuz i'm like yeah. who is grant williams
0: it, it was very good this year it did have a great great season okay but- I'm sure there probably is someone that mutually, Craig, do you think mutually
1: we could come up with someone better? Uh,
2: listen, if you if if you want to bring Henry Purgos into the conversation.
1: <laughs> I feel like that's a big mistake.
2: Who well, Henry is
0: not going to get a game here.
2: I almost like uh, like uh, Henry progress as much as I like Jack Dempsey, but uh, although Henry, Henry Jack Dempsey hasn't steered me out um, at an Edinburgh game, so I'm not yet. Gonna be, uh, you wait. Yet. <laughs> I'm
0: pegging no as we
1: speak. There's still time. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I think, I think the obvious one that we would probably pump for, just based on the comeback story, George Horn, what a season. Um, How can I, it not be? Oh, my gosh. Yeah, just unbelievable. We both agree.
2: I, we all agree on that one, right? Well, I'm, I'm, yes, absolutely, 100%. I, I just don't want to be in a situation where every, all your listeners are like, well, the Scottish, of course, are going to choose either a Glasgow or an Edinburgh player. I'm trying not to do that, but we've we have kind of done a lot of that I, already. So but isn't but, that the beauty of one eyed bias, Craig? Absolutely. But also one <laughs> the other thing is though, when you've got I have to remember this as well is if you look at Glasgow have got themselves into a a, a, a semi final of uh of the no a quarter final well, of the URC. Quarter
0: final of the URC and, final and
2: and a final of the Diddy Cup so they've, they've done that they've had a very very good season and usually everyone that gets kind of gets picked for these sort of things tend to be in the higher echelons yeah. of this, of the, of the, of the
1: so 10 was also a surprise for me Ross Byrne I, I mean a lot of the awards were just going to Leinster just yeah. hitting him out um, I don't think Ross Byrne was the best 10 this year what do you guys think
0: I don't even think he was Leinster's best end to be honest. <laughs> right? I, I
2: think I think he's been very weak. Um I yep. think he's been uh, well and, and when I say that I mean that was a weak. really
1: weird vote for me. Oh,
2: yeah. Yeah 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 um I think they're trying to trying to build this whole narrative that he's going to take over from Sexton when Sexton yep. retires. Yeah. Um, and they're still trying to build this, and, and obviously you've got to remember that when they did the work, when the URC did the World Fifteen, uh, they just needed to send a message downstairs to the Irish Rugby um, uh, and Leinster offices just to see any chance you could give us some ideas for the World Fifteen. So, uh, yeah, exactly. They all yeah. have got
0: their votes sent back up via carrier pigeon. Yeah, or one of Johnny Sexton's children—one or two. No, <laughs> <laughs> Johnny Sexton is. Are we suggesting Johnny Sexton's children are
2: pigeons? No, I'm saying that Johnny Sexton has oh. a lot of influence that his children have got jobs in the URC. Oh, office.
0: right. Okay. Because in my head, <laughs> Johnny Sexton was like a pigeon fancier. And it was like really, like, it was like Jordy Racer, but Johnny Sexton. And he was like talking to his pigeons and they're like squawking at them. And it all went a bit weird. And well, that, that
2: might happen further down the line. Maybe next year when he's retired, he'll have his I... pigeons. I'll have his pensions. That'll be good. That'll be a good series.
1: <laughs> so I have some, some good news coming up uh, on the wing. I'm going to skip 11 so we can hop over to 14 so we can say Darcy Graham yeah. was nominated for Edinburgh. Obviously. None of us are disagreeing with that, right?
2: Absolutely no, great,
1: great season. Great season. Uh, 11, though. Uh, Simone Gesse? Gassi? Yeah.
0: Yeah, literally never Zebra. heard his
1: name pronounced out loud. Uh, and I've been watching all these games. I think they wanted to get a Zebra player in there. So they had Simone in there for Zebra at 11. There's got to be somebody else, right?
0: Yep, absolutely. There's, there's many other options. Uh, Sebastian Canceleri had a phenomenal season at Glasgow. Oh, yes. um, again, the Canceleri the- culture. Uh, he's a very good season. Got Andy, horror James and,
2: talking about Glasgow players.
0: Andy downed a pint uh, in front of the strength and conditioning coach, uh, handed to him by a fan in the crowd. So, like, you know, you're talking oh, about legends. That's next level. Yeah, and the guy huckled him off, like bo- both impressed and also horrified. So, um, <laughs> yeah, can- can't see Larry. I, I think like I think I think there's much better wingers out there. Meg uh, Hansen. Hansen had a good season, to be fair.
2: Hansen. That's just that's <laughs> all that happens in my head. It's just it's the same. It's the Matt Damon thing goes well. Every time I talk about Hansen had a
0: good season. James James Lowell was great again as well. Um James you know
1: Lowell.
0: um what, what what was the what was the Welsh boy who actually played well this year? Um uh, was it Dyer? Uh, yeah, Kean Dyer. Oh, Dyer, yeah. uh,
1: Rio um,
2: Dyer, oh Rio my Dyer, yeah. that's
0: oh, yeah, didn't see football. Um, yes, you're right. You're yeah. right. so yes. yeah, Rio Dyer. I think Dyer would be a great shout for
1: the eleven shirt, actually.
2: Absolutely, I was going to say the ten shirt. I thought Lubbock was has played incredibly well yeah. this year as well.
1: Yeah. So we had at thirteen Ciona Tupolatu. Not surprising. I, I think yeah, John will yeah. be very happy with that. But at twelve shirt. we had Daniel Duplessis. Again, I'm like, really. I mean, they did well, but really, is that our twelve for this year?
0: I think I think Duplessis had a very good season. Like um, two, two. it's interesting. They've actually shoehorn have shoehorned two, two out to thirteen to get Duplessis in
1: um, at twelve. <laughs> I, which did, I did notice that.
0: T- says everything. I think you know du- Duplessis. It's a tough. It's a tough one because I'm not. I'm not going to go down the route of explaining that absolutely it should be Huwapalotu at uh, 12 and 13, but it does seem that way. There's, There's been a lot of... there's, uh, Yeah, I don't think the 12-shirt's necessarily been a standout for anyone this season.
1: Oh, that's a great shot.
2: Mm.
0: And that might speak to the way teams are attacking just now.
1: Because, you know,
2: we all so, go
0: through these fads of not using certain players.
1: You, you probably have both already seen all the the players i'm describing right now you've probably already seen these these so-called awards um but pretending you haven't craig who do you think the urc picked as their top 15 for this year who was the best fullback in the urc according to the urc oh goodness
2: I have no idea. Oh, what? No. Can't be Mike Larry. think uh, so.
1: South
0: Africa. Yeah, it is not, it is not, uh, it is not uh, what's his face? Uh, Hugo Keenan, which is shocking.
2: Yeah, Keenan's had a good year. So if it's South Africa, then who is, who is it, South Africa? 15. Um. No, you've lost me on that one now.
1: John, any any? Uh, I I actually have it in front of me. I'll be honest. Uh, I have it in front you of me. and your open windows. You always have yeah. like seven browsers open. <laughs>
0: <oirse> yeah, and I, I so it's currently a Ar- it, it was currently Rens. Yeah. <laughs> Rens, yeah. who's, yep. who's the, uh, the top fifteen? Um, again, I think there's an argument for. I think plenty of other players have have excelled in the fifteen shirt. Uh, whisper it if you were wanting to squeeze another Edinburgh player in there. Befelli. again, not a season that matches his high standards, but he has set the bar so bloody high that um yeah. he yeah. he could he could have been in, considering in the, the show. year
1: that the the Boff has had. Isn't it weird that none of the postseason like awards and accolades have ever mentioned him? There's no Boff anywhere in there, and I'm like, halfway through the season, he was the player of the 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 Competition yeah. like he was yeah. the guy
0: that shows how quickly Edinburgh fell off, like how quickly the rules yeah. fell off. Because Edinburgh, were... like Buffelli, you know, during the, the Autumn Nations, actually, Buffelli was being mentioned as you know, one of the, literally one of the best players in the world, having just yeah. come back from that victorious Argentinian um exploits, coming back to Edinburgh, playing well when he came back. It's it's a tough one, and it does show. A lot of these awards are based on the teams that get to the playoffs.
2: Mm, Very much so.
1: Craig, what's different next year in the ORC? Do we have a different top four? Um, I feel like Leinster, even with Johnny Sexton being gone, they still have to be probably number one, right? Like, Is there anything going to be different in the top four for you next year?
2: I think you may see Leinster getting beaten a little bit more. Um I think they'll still be top top two. Um, probably number yeah. one. Um, but I think you'll probably see Leinster um uh getting beaten a little bit more. I think Lein- uh, obviously Munster I think are gonna be a little bit have a little bit of a resurgence. So you mm. might see you might see Munster um, winning a, a fair few more games as well. Hopefully Glasgow are going to build on their season and not have the difficult second album that the Edinburgh have had. Um, however, the, you from what where the with with Glasgow and and I'm only talking about Glasgow because because we kind of John and I kind of live Glasgow Edinburgh most of the season. So yep. with with Glasgow you'll probably find that that, that people will suss them out a little bit more and they'll defend mm. a little bit. So where, where Glasgow what what Glasgow have done this season of the they've, they've the URC has gone through a a, a season of of lackluster defenses, Edinburgh especially, um, and where with Glasgow they are so quick on the turnaround on 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 turnover ball and 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 dealing with um with their ruck speed creates a lot of craziness, which allows allows Glasgow to really strike. Also at their set piece, that obviously the 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 rolling mall has has proven very very disruptive to poor defenses. But when they come up against a strong defense, that's where they, they have a slightly less um of a sparkling game. They may win it, but they they'll have to work hard for it. Um so I think you might find that Glasgow will be sussed out a little bit more. It's it's what happened to Edinburgh. Edinburgh um this uh they, they've been sussed out for their, their attacking play and people have shut them down. Um and, and that's where and, and they've also people have realized actually. If Edinburgh aren't scoring enough, tries to beat you, then if you run at them, they're f- fairly poor defensively. Um, so especially, and I'm going to say this, even though um, I've been a, one of his biggest supporters, but down Blair down the 10 channel with Blair Kinghorn, Blair Kinghorn will always go high. He never goes low. And, and so he ends up losing five or 10 yards, trying to wrestle someone to the ground. So, there's, you know, so for me, I think you're going to see the normal. You're, you're probably going to see two Irish teams in the top two, in the top four. You'll probably see at least one South African team in the in the top four, and I'm going to be ever hopeful that you're going to see an Edinburgh in the top four. John,
1: your take?
0: I think I think next season's an impossible year to call um, because mm. it's a because it's a World Cup year. Um, I think you find you've got Leinster in transition a new coaching team in place and you know that that can go one or two ways
1: would Um, leinster have not been in this trouble if johnny sexton was playing against munster would they have won that semi and then won the final
0: i don't think they would have i don't think they would have but i think what you've got is a legacy of the johnny sexton um over reliance on him in um Mm. knockout games i don't think johnny sexton's necessarily fat enough or um Good enough to be playing European Cup finals or URC oh. semi-finals, or, or I, I don't think he's at that level anymore. I also don't think that any of the other people that have replaced him have been allowed to be exposed to those levels. Now I know right. uh, Ross Ross Burns Fair played trip. a European Cup final, but you know it is limited that experience, that ability. To, so when the you know when Shell come back at them, you need those leaders on the part. You need those. You need those people who've been in those. Situations and know what it feels like to lose in those situations. And there's not many of those people in the Leicester. There's now more of them. and I think they'll benefit from it. But I think you're, you're going to find, like, it'll all depend on the World Cup squads because the first three months of the season are a write-off. Like, we've got a World Cup on. So the first three months of the season, literally up to the European games, probably mm. just prior in December, November, December, you're not going to see internationals till then, so squad depth is going to be utterly crucial. You might find that a team like Leinster does go on a great run because they've got, you know, 17 other terminators to come off the the you know the the line. Glasgow and Edinburgh are both going to be heavily impacted by the number of players away in, uh, away with Scotland and other countries as well. You know, it's. We always talk about Scots qualified players and how much it impacts us during the Six Nations. The World Cup is obviously the worst time for it because everyone's playing. So we'll have that. The Welsh teams are, you know, they're an unknown quantity and we really don't expect them to be, like, they're probably going to regress further. You don't see Zebra making a step forward. South African teams, you know, they've got got a World Cup to go and defend. Who knows what we're going to see from them. So... Uh, you know, ultimately, I, I, I think I think it could be all changed next year. Um, you know, remember after the the last World Cup, uh, you know, we've had random teams winning championships after World Cups. So, every possibility
1: we could see something a bit strange. So, guys, this has been fantastic as always. It's it's just the best to catch up with you. Um, I wish we could do it every single week instead of you know at these sort of more milestone markers. Um, John, though, I did get a message. uh, Don't forget to take down your giant Metallica flag before you go to bed. Um, Your neighbors have been saying it's got a sort of a a dark and diabolical sound when it flaps in the midnight breeze. So if you could take (laughs) that thing down, I think people would appreciate it.
0: Wow. Would they though? Or do they just want me to go and play some more thrash? I think that's really what
1: they want. <laughs> and, and Craig, I, I know you have your dogs, but also, you know, make sure you take out the turtles for a walk when, when you're home. Now, I, I know it'll take a long time and it won't feel that way to the turtles. So that'll be okay. <laughs> oh dear. Guys, y'all are the best. Thank you again for coming back on board for the Goofy Train, as I'm calling it now. <laughs> I hope to talk more very soon. Cheers, my friends. Any last words? Uh, any last impressions about the URC? Like this has been a long journey. It's been since January. It's been a. Gr- I thought the season was great. Any final thoughts about the season for either of you?
0: This this season. So we t- talked earlier on about season ticket and me not taking a season ticket. This has been the gate. This has been the year I have attended most Glasgow games without having a season ticket. Um, I've been at more games this year than I have in many other years. I like it. I've loved the rugby I've been watching and long may that
1: continue. How happy are you with Franco Smith right now?
0: I mean, I'm not delighted with his selection choice um, for for the final, but, you know, he's got enough credit in the bank now.
1: Craig, you're always there at the damn health anyway. Uh, how do you rate your optimism right now versus your optimism at this time last year?
2: Um, my optimism has been dampened dramatically. Um, <laughs> I will uh, I, I will be... Let's wait until we see the coach that is announced for Edinburgh, um, our new leader. Once he has been um, put in place, uh, we'll have a check. I'll come back on and we'll check on my... Um, yes my enthusiasm but yeah it's, it's a difficult one because obviously you know everyone's going through especially in the UK we're going through a fairly heavy credit crunch at this point in time and 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 we're really uh, you know looking at um, costs of season tickets etc I'm, I'm struggling with the fact I don't know if I'm going to renew mine and it's not got anything to do with Edinburgh's wins or losses it's to do with just being able to afford these sort of things um, as they are more of a luxury rather than, than a necessity at this moment in time. So, uh, um, but uh, we we'll look, I'm looking forward to next season because I'm looking forward to forgetting this one.
1: <laughs> my friends, the, the best part of my year is always every time we get to chat. <laughs> so this has been fantastic. Thank you so much. Really enjoyed it. Um, I think we've summed up the URC nicely. I think we put a nice cap on a, a, a weird year. It's been a great year, though. And I, I, I think uh, I think we're good. I think we're good to go into next year looking for some more fun stuff. But, guys, you're the best. I will talk to you very soon. Cheers. Talk to you soon. And be well.
2: Thanks, so. Bye-bye. Thanks. Thanks, Will.